That's the Muppet History Podcast with your host, Joshua Gillespie, and featuring Madison Mantis. Yay! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the second episode of the Muppet History Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Gillespie, the creator of Muppet History, and joining me, as always, is my good friend, Madison Mantis. Hi. This is all I do. I have no credentials otherwise. Former skipper at the Jungle Cruise and the Imagination Institute at Disney World. Thank you. Will she ever return? But huge theater (laughs) person. (laughs) First of all, we would like to thank everyone for the love and support we've received for the first episode. It has been just so incredibly heartwarming and just It's been overwhelming. It's it's been crazy. It's been surreal. It's like just looking at the numbers and the comments we've received it's like whoa people mm-hmm. really wanted this there's people that like i didn't think would be interested in this that are like dude i listened to the podcast it was great i'm like really like you know i mean you know so it's it's cool and it's cool that we can just talk about something that we love so much it is it is so cool <laughs> it is it is so cool so today as part of our late easter we're in springtime special. We're going to be looking at the 1986 TV special, Jim Henson's The Tale of the Bunny Picnic. Yay! I've been, you know, I've been excited for this. This is one of your favorites, isn't it? This is one of my favorites. I actually found the tape, my like my original tape of it, and I pulled it out to put it in the VHS. Um, Toy Story was inside, so I couldn't watch it, so I had to watch it on YouTube, but um, I guess still have the cover, so. So, so wait, Toy Story was inside the case, or Toy Story? Yeah, Toy was Story was in, no, in the case. In the VCR, oh. I had, um, it was a baby video that I recorded over, I told you about this, I yeah. recorded over it with a, a, a Spongebob game, so I'm really disappointed, but also really disappointed that I pulled out Toy Story and not Bunny Picnic, so it was just not a good night. The Tale of Bunny Picnic, now, I don't have to do much research for the uh, behind-the-scenes uh, for this special because Jim Henson did it himself. Mm-hmm. When the special originally aired on HBO, it opened with an introduction from Jim. As he explained, one evening, him and his daughter Cheryl were sitting in a park. And while they were sitting there, a whole bunch of bunnies came up, just came hopping out, looking all around like they were planning a meeting or a convention or something. And about that time, a great big dog showed up on the scene. He saw the rabbits and started barking like mad. The rabbits, of course, disappeared in a flash, and Cheryl and Jim thought it would be fun to make up a story about what had just happened. And from that, we got the tale of the bunny picnic. We definitely did. It was taped at Studio D and England's prolific Elstree Studios, where they also did Indiana Jones, uh, Star Wars, and um, this thing, uh, the Muppet Show. So oh, it was that thing. It was a very uh, important location, and. What I thought was so fascinating was filming took place from February 10th to the 22nd, and then it aired March 26th of that same That's year. That's quick. That's a quick That's turnaround That's good time. editing mm-hmm. right there. That's, I guess they just didn't mess up any. Yeah, and when you watch, I mean, it looks good. Like, you can't, if you hurt, it does. Like, if you know that now and you watch it like there's there's no way to tell that that was you know super quickly done like in all fairness it's kind of a simple story very simple yeah but even with that you know 
to film and get the get it all edited together and ready to air that quickly that's impressive but i mean it was 1986 by then jim was on his a game oh yeah for sure and he had the and he had all his people like boom boom they're firing all cylinders on on top of it yeah now um speaking of it being a simple story is this and this is i feel like if it is i'm i'm very oblivious to it is the basis of this story another story no it's like because i know it's an original one okay because i mean I don't know why. It's just so familiar. Yeah. It feels like a story that's old. It feels like those yeah. old, uh, like Aesop's fables and things like that. They did. Yeah. There was, in fact, a book released mm-hmm. that is oh, yeah, that's right. like a book of the special. Um, yeah. They had a good amount of merchandise for this special, surprisingly. Yeah. They had all the bunny. Uh, well, they had a few of the bunnies. They had, like bunny yeah. puppets. I think there was a grandmother and storyteller and only one of the siblings and then Bean, I think. Yeah. Now, as I said, the special, when it originally aired, opened with Jim Henson walking through a park. But he ends it by saying, and this tale starts with a phrase like many other good stories, once upon a time. And I'll let you take away with how this story begins. So the tale of the bunny picnic, uh, it starts off with a song. It's called Hello Sunshine. I I mean, I assume it's called hello sunshine because that's pretty much all they sing um yep hello sunshine super cute the bunnies are hopping around and there are so many bunnies. there's so many that's one thing you will immediately notice about this special there are so many bunnies i should have counted how many there are i mean they all kind of look very similar too but yeah um, they're very simple bunnies to be fair Mm-hmm. And I think it reminded me a lot of Fraggle Rock, where there is a lot of Fraggles, and yeah. you can actually tell. <laughs> a in lot the... of this special reminds me of Fraggle Rock. Oh yes, um, and they, I mean, you can you can tell like in the background they kind of have those static puppets that are yeah. like there's one that's um you can tell that it's on a swing, but it's connected to a tree, so really there's probably just a mechanism in the tree yeah. that's kind of just moving it back and forth. So if you look at its face, it's just kind of static and just smiling. And, and it's like, you see a lot of that. Yeah. Which... And they did a lot of that for, um, like you said, Fraggle Rock, where they put mm-hmm. two like static Fraggles on like a mechanism, like a teeter totter or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. They do that. They do that in this one too. Yeah. So um, honestly, it reminds me a lot of uh, Emmett Otter and just how many animals there are and how, and it makes you wonder how many different puppeteers they had. And maybe you shouldn't look too far in the background because you might just see one that's just, it's supposed to be moving, but it clearly isn't. Oh, that's, there's, oh my God. I love when I see that though. It's so funny because you realize like either someone's not paying attention with their other hand or they just plopped something there and we're like, yeah. well, we we need to fill space. So look at the audience shots in the Muppet Muppets. show and it's like, oh no. And uh, the wedding scene in uh, Muppets Take Manhattan. Oh there's, goodness! There's there's one actually in the very front that. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> I never noticed. I actually noticed not. I can't notice because I'm just trying to see through the tears. Yeah right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we got a lot of that. Like you said, it reminds you. I mean, it reminds us of Fraggle Rock. Um, and speaking of that, um, Philip Balsam, uh, who did 190 songs for Fraggle Rock, um, oh, him and his partner Dennis Lee. They both did the music for this. So that's why it's very reminiscent of Fraggle. 
They also worked on Rocky Mountain Holiday with John Denver, uh, Dog City. Uh, Philip Balsam actually did that by himself. They did the Jim Henson Hour and Muppet Classic Theater, which they I'm did sure will a lot of yep. Muppet work. Great team, and that's not even where the Fraggle Rock connections end because the special was written by Jocelyn Stevenson, who not only oh, yeah. wrote a few episodes of Fraggle Rock, she was the co-creator of mm-hmm. the series. Oh yeah, she was. So that's that. I mean, definitely that's that's why this is so reminiscent. And she would do work with the Christmas toy. Uh, she wrote some episodes of Sesame Street. She worked on Ghost of Fafner Hall. Wait, which is what? a whole thing. In a, what is that? Sing along, dance along, do along. The Animal Show. It's it's a series that is it a Henson? I've thing? just never gotten around to watching. To be quite honest, it's a Henson thing. Um, why do I not know about this? It's it's very obscure. Like it's Fafner Hall. Fafner Hall, and uh, she also worked on the Animal Show, which I'm going to assume is the one with Stinky and Jake. That's, oh yeah, we got so much we can t- talk about. Yep. There's everyone thinks the Muppets are just Muppet Show, Fraggle, Muppet Baby, Sesame Street, Dark Crystal Labyrinth. No, there's a lot of this stuff. So much. We, no. I mean, clearly, I didn't know what Fafner I, Hall I, was. Like, I mean, I've seen maybe like five minutes of it, and I was like, "Oh, this is different." Yeah, and she also worked on yeah. Mopatop and the Hoobs. Wrote a bunch of mm-hmm. books. She she has quite the um, repertoire. repertoire. Is that the word? I think so. She has quite the resume. Yes, there we go. So after this first song that honestly sounds like it came right Straight out of from the rock. rock. And I don't, and it's like, this is something that I don't know if it's a complaint or what, but the songs in this just sound like Fraggle Rock songs. And I feel like they don't feel original, unique enough. They don't feel, they don't feel distanced enough from Fraggle Rock. They just sound like rejected fraggle rock songs oh that's but i love them let me <laughs> I make was... this clear i love the songs from the special i was they gonna say these are great songs. songs they are but they just sound they don't sound like like they need to be their own thing you're saying yes they yes. sound they sound like fraggle rock songs mm-hmm. i mean yeah no i totally understand that like and for some reason i just realized that these last few times that i just watched it and i mean i'm definitely not mad like i mean fraggle rock won a Grammy. I mean, they had, they were known for the music. The music on Fraggle Rock was was mm-hmm. iconic. But what I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is, you look at something like Muppet Classic Theater, and you look at something like Fraggle Rock, and honestly, I couldn't tell you the songwriters yeah. were the same. I mean, they could, they could but have been. This, it's like, oh, okay. they could have definitely been reject songs. I mean, and not to diminish them at all. Who knows? But, you know. So throughout the story, we hear a narrator telling the story. And the voice is kind of familiar, but we'll get to that when it's revealed. So we are introduced to our characters. So um, we have, of course, uh, Bean Bunny, uh, who is played by Steve Whitmire. Um, This was his debut. Uh, So we first see Twitch and Lugsy, actually. Um, Twitch and Lugsy are Bean Bunny's brother and sister. Twitch was played by Camille Benora. And uh, Lugsy was played by everybody's favorite Richard Hunt. Which I think this character for him is like perfect. But it, it's perfect for Richard, but at the same time, ooh, this character. What a jerk. What an ooh, ooh. You'll see. We'll get to it. We'll talk about it, but I just man, if you if you have an older brother, like this is like quintessential older brother. You you might get some uh, flashbacks. Right. 
um, you know, so he he's he's kind of a meanie. But uh, so Bean Bunny comes up and they're getting ready for the annual bunny picnic. So bunny picnic is their um marking of the first day of spring, and what happens is they have a picnic and the storyteller comes. Um so they're trying to get ready. Speaking of Fraggle Rock. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> So anyway, uh, they're getting ready for the storyteller and Bean kind of wants to help put his decorations up. Um, and he is like, you don't want me around because I'm too little. And it's like, He's you know, the, is he, the, is he the young? No, they have Bean a, is base, not... they have a, yeah, they have a younger sibling, but who is, I think the, Bean's like the young, younger. the second youngest, I guess. Yeah, he's just, you know, he's just a little brother. And it's brother and brother because yeah. they're they're two sisters, two brothers. And who knows? There could be even more. Bunnies populate like nobody's friggin' business. Like, like bunnies. They populate like bunnies. We all know how that works. We're not going to get into a lesson like that. But I'm just saying, like, there's so many of them. Like, great, 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 great grandmother, and she's still alive. I'm sorry. You can yeah. bleep this out. But holy shit. Uh-oh. That's a lot. That's an old-ass bunny. That's an old-ass bunny. So anyway... Um, he says, you don't want me around because I'm little. And he says, it's not because you're too little. It's because you're not big enough. Like, uh, what kind of a smart aleck comment is that? I mean, that's Richard Hunt, though. Yeah, like, it is. It's, it's a great it's, character for Richard. But man, if you, if you grew up as a, as a, as the younger sibling, it, it, it brings back some memories. Yeah. So, yeah, he's just kind of a jerk. And Bean's like, I really want to help. But he just says, leave, leave. Like, Okay, you know, again, you know, classic big brother, little brother, you know. Um, and then we, in that moment, we are, we have another bunny character that pops up. Uh, her name is Babbles, and she just kind of runs up, and this is Babbles, Bab- and she literally just babbles. So we got another bunny. We're we're going by um Smurf logic now. So basically, whatever you do, that's your name. Like who else? Hold on, I have a list of the other bunnies. So the other bunnies, we have Babble, we have Bebop, and he kind of like scats, and he's like the cool one. He's got the sunglasses on. I hope he doesn't scat. Oh yeah, that, well they they're bunnies. Well, how else are they gonna <laughs> do their biz? Um, Bulbous and Snort, and I. Okay, I I can't tell. I forgot which is which because there's the one that eats everything. I think that's Bulbous, and he's just he's like eating while he's sleeping at one point. And uh, so Babel comes up. So um, Karen Prowl. So uh, again, also. Um, I mean, it's just the people from Fraggle Rock anyway. Basically, basically. Um, so, I mean, you don't have your regular, you know, Frank Oz and uh, Dave Goals. Wow, that's true. It's the new people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Clash. Yeah, that's true. He is in this. He plays the dad and uh, definitely. Dog! Uh, the dog, 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 dog. <laughs> okay, we got we got to get to that. Um, okay, and then um, so yeah, they just don't want him to help. Um, then we go into another song, like almost right away, which is there's a lot of there's there's a good deal of songs when this at there the beginning, are, and that's is. okay. Um, and this is my favorite Wembley Fraggle song. I mean. <laughs> being- <laughs> This is a very, and you know what? That's what I was, when I was saying, like, like you look away and you're like, oh, right. That's it. And that's not Wembley Fraggle. Yeah. Cause it's, I mean, they don't, he doesn't use the same voice, but if you think about it, it's like, oh, this was probably that nasally me- high pitch. Yeah. He like- definitely made it its own voice over time, but this being his first 
appearance, it's definitely got a lot more Wembley to so it. So I had a dream. Uh, he really just wants to be seen and he wants to feel special. And, he wants to you be know, appreciated. He wants to be appreciated and nobody, nobody's like, he's offering to help, but just because he's small, like that's, a, that's it's, dumb. It's I think. that, it's that idea of, oh, you're the younger one. You're, you're inexperienced. This song introduces the concept that will be shown throughout the special, which is Bean's imagination. Mm -hmm. He's, he's known for being a daydreamer. So in his dreams, he's the king of the bunny picnic and they, they're all chowning, you know, or chanting. I'm, I'm trying to say ch <laughs> chant and shout. Chanting. They're all chanting. They're all chanting. Uh, so they're chanting. Uh, they go, long live the king. And for some reason, like anytime I watch this, when I hear that specifically. Long live the king. Ah! No. That? What is that from? Blind <laughs> Oh, I've Scott never seen. Movie. You've never seen the you Lion know, King? I've never seen The Lion King, and I was once called out in front of the entire Magic Kingdom during the Christmas filming of the Christmas show Good. that they play on ABC. I was called out in front of like 3,000 people, and word got around, and I was told, don't come back to work until you've watched that movie. You should see it. It's good. It's cute. No. It's on Disney+. Plus, Dude, just watch it. I'm unless I need enough people to rally to. I need a theater rented out just for me to watch it. It can't be. Oh, it's playing in theaters again. No, no, no. I didn't like it for the longest time. I thought it was overrated, and then I. Oh, it's overrated. That's why I'm not it. watching it. And so I rewatched it, and I was like, "No, nah, yeah, this is, this is good." Doesn't matter. No, doesn't matter. Lion King one and a half, though. What a banger! No, that's that's that is a banger. That movie is awesome, and also the. But you've never even seen the original. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Shout out never seeing Lion King. <laughs> um, so at one point in the song, uh, he's daydreaming and he is imagining himself being the king of the bunny picnic. And they're all uh, like holding him up and chanting and they go, long live the king. And every time I hear that, it for some reason. I think about the Lion King. Which I've never seen. So I don't. <gasps> okay. But what do you think about? <laughs> um, so. I, it takes me back, you know, when like you, it like sent memory or like, like, you know how scent is like, no, 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 no. Listen, this no, is what you're saying, but I'm, I'm thinking, what the hell was that connected to? Me? Oh no, it's connected. Trust me. So when okay. I think of this, I get like taken back to sitting. I had this little table in front of, I had a big tube TV in my room with like a dial and I had like this little tea set table. And I remember like, it just takes me back to like, like a That's So Raven vision moment, but like going backwards in time. Oh, snap. Yeah. And I'm sitting there at my table and I'm watching it and I just keep hearing long live the king. And like, I don't know why, but that chant right there just takes me back to being like three, four years old and like just Aww. sitting in front of the TV and just remembering like, these are bunnies. I love bunnies. They're my favorite. Love bunnies. Aww. This is great. Um, no, that's cute. Yeah, so it's a see. I I didn't see the special until until honestly until I saw it on YouTube. Oh wow! Wow. Actually, I probably I don't think I saw it until I watched it for my YouTube review. Really? It, quite honest. Yeah, I didn't. Like I said last time, I had those Muppet tapes, mm -hmm. like the four or five of them yeah. and that was about it I, occasionally i would rent something different from blockbuster yeah but that was about it so yeah long live the king 
and um the and the song the song is actually very short and it cuts off it right is. there it's he sings you know does his little thing and i have a dream where the bunnies all <laughs> thought i was special or something what? like that and then eventually long live the king and then his dream cuts off right there and the song cuts off like it feels like it should yeah. be longer but oh and he i feel like he also it's very nasally but it sounds so funny because it sounds like bean is really trying to sing he goes this is gonna be a bad impression, but he's like, "Take me away where the wind wants to play." <laughs> like, it's just sorry. It's just so funny. That was beautiful. I'm <laughs> keeping that in. Okay, it's just so funny. He sounds like he needs to blow his nose. He does, but that's okay because he's a little. <laughs> he's a little kid. Oh no, it's the first day of spring, and he's already got allergies. Beans got dude. Oh. Beans got. If any Muppet has allergies, Beans got mad allergies, man. <laughs> this is around the time where we meet. The dog. dog. I feel like he's very lovable right away. He is. And it's probably because it's Jim Henson performing him. I can never hate a Jim character. Um, no. And it's Jim doing a goofy, silly voice. And the best part about it is, the more you watch it, you'll notice when he does actions like sniff and bark, he literally says, sniff, sniff, bark, bark. And it's the funniest thing. Like, that's what makes me like the dog. That's why it I'm is. like, dude, I can't hate you. You're just a goof. Um, so he comes and chases Bean around the lettuce patch. The white shot here is a very well done combination of both marionette and hand puppet. Like this is like, it's a blink of a second between changing formats. Mm -hmm. Like you can barely tell. And that's, I, something that I just noticed too. I was like, that has to be a marionette. I didn't notice it until you mentioned it, honestly. So after this big climactic dramatic cinematic masterpiece of a chase scene between Bean and the dog. He returns home to his family who all think he's ridiculous. So basically he's just going from one problem to another. <laughs> is this where we're introduced to his parents? Yes. To their parents? Yeah. The mom is performed by Louise Gold, which I, sorry, I got really excited about that. I could not tell who it was because she does, because she's, she's British. She's mm -hmm. such an amazing American accent. I had no idea it was her. And then we get their father, played by Kevin Clash, who is just hilarious. He's just there to have a freak out. So they they allude to this idea that there was another dog incident at some point, and it seems like years ago. Um, it seems like his being their father had a very traumatic experience so the whenever the whenever a dog is mentioned he uh dog did you say dog 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 and then Bean going dog 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 so he freaks out every time he hears it and it's funny because and it's not even that he's hearing a dog he hears the word the dog. word so they're freaking out and th he's just like i saw a dog um oh dog did uh we we skipped when he's under the bed oh so he goes and hides under the bed there we and go. he he has another one of his little daydreams um he's dreaming he has about another acid flashback yes he's 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 dreaming about being a fire breathing dragon and the puppet for this is really cool i got to see it in person where did you see it the um center for puppetry arts they had it on as no for their way. rotation oh i would have the i was just it, there they had bean and then they had the the dragon bean, the dragon oh, bean. I would have loved to see it. I it was, was really there when cool. they 
Yeah, I was there when they did Dark Crystal and um uh back in September. Oh my god, that would have been awesome to see. It it is scary though. Yeah, like it's, watching it's it freaky now, looking. It's weird because it's literally just a dragon with beans head. And it's done with an ultimate so that he's bigger than the dog. And mm-hmm. that only makes it even scarier. Terrif- absolutely terrifying. Like this is where and ki- it's just, kids would run out of the room and they'd... I, it's, it's one of the few things that actually scare me, surprisingly. Like, it seems like it's all sunshine and rainbows, but it actually kind of scares me, along with a couple other things in this. Um, he's, he's literally under the bed. And I think it's so funny because he, they're like, Bean... And he's like, beans I love here. Bean. Yeah. I'm a fire breathing dragon. <sighs> and he's, but, but it, it's funny because he's so cute. And then Lugsy has to make some dumb comment. And he, he goes, he's like, I'm not a bad bunny, am I? And she's like, no. And he's like, well, then why do I have to have a brother who pretends that he's a fire breathing dragon? Let, he's little. Let him do his thing. Yeah. He's, 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 he's an ass. He's just an ass. He's not a bunny. He's an ass. Um, so we meet mom and dad. Uh, they don't have names. Beautiful couple. They beautiful, lovely couple, and their little baby sister. She doesn't have a name either, but bunny, bunny. I do, bunny, bunny, because she is a bunny and she is playing with a bunny. And I just need to make the argument that everyone thinks Bean Bunny is the cutest muppet on the planet. Who the yes. hell said that? Everyone. It's Robin. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. Anyway, you know what? After even even over Robin, over Bean Muppet debates, over Bean, over Robin, this little bunny in the high chair is I'm tearing up right now. Is the oh dear god the cutest thing, and the only thing she says is bye bye. And I bye bye. I I I swear to God, Josh, I will send you a text. Why are you tearing up? Because <laughs> she's so cute. She's so cute. So listen to this. You better keep all this in because listen, it doesn't matter how small you are. You're still important. That's hokey. You know what? It's a part of the theme of it. It's, it's a part. Okay, fine. Then this special is hokey, but what Muppet special Oh, it isn't? is. What Muppet special isn't. So the mom is wanting them to go to great, 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 great grandmothers because they are making traditional bunny picnic pie, which has pickled pickled parsnips in it but before they reach their great 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 grandmother's house we are given a little bit more backstory into the dog and this is where we are introduced to the real main villain of our special the farmer whose name is the farmer where it is revealed that he was just found the side of the road he was a stray dog who was found by this farmer as a way to catch the bunnies because the farmer, who is played by... Marty Robinson! The farmer is allergic to bunnies, so he wants them to get rid of them, and the farmer is so abusive. He's like, if you if you catch those bunnies, maybe I'll even give you a name, you stupid dog. Aww. And this farmer is very reminiscent of the ones from Musicians of Bremen. Yes. I don't think you ever really get a super clear shot of his face you don't I think they i think they show it in the book version the design just is so reminiscent of musicians of bremen and we'll talk about that sometime mm-hmm. yeah so the farmer's kind of a there's a lot of jerks in this special there's a lot of jerks in this special it's a it's a special about overcoming the people who treat you as inferior 
Yeah. And standing standing up for yourself. Don't pick on the little guy, man. So the bunnies hop over to great 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 grandmother's. Who is played by Karen Prell again? A Fraggle Rock. Shout out Karen Prell, Red Fraggle. And this puppet would be seen again just a few years later as one of the carolers during the Scrooge opening number of the Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, it's it's really fun to see those characters like pop up, especially again. because in your mind you're like, nope, that's still that character. Isn't that's the dog isn't the dog in it too i think the dog appears the dog got recycled oh a few times yeah a few times so i'm always like look dog Mm -hmm." he was in kermit's swamp years that's right (gasps) yeah that's right um the muppets at walt disney world and secret uh secrets of the muppets yeah that i remember cool yeah very cool so so that puppet's been very useful for them i wonder where he is now dust Probably, yeah, just rotting away somewhere. Um, so story, folks. <laughs> so they go to great 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 grandmother's, um, and she knows that they want the pickled parsnips. So what they do is they have a traditional bunny picnic pie, and they can't have traditional bunny picnic pie without pickled parsnips. Have you? I ever... don't even. I couldn't tell you what a parsnip looked like. Well, I looked. I don't know what it looks like, but I looked it up, and I guess it's a cross between parsley and a carrot, so it's probably leafy. But it's interesting. But it's pickled, and I guess it's sweeter in the winter. But this is spring, so maybe this is like yeah, a they're savory... like white carrots. It's like a savory pie. I'm assuming. I don't know. Yeah. So they go to her house, and where are the other grandmas? Is she the only one alive? Where are they? <laughs> there can only be one i guess so but i just i was concerned i said where did they just maybe they got turned into rabbit stew (gasps) oh maybe they got attacked by the dogs maybe that's why maybe that's why the dad is so traumatized all his his mom that's probably his his mom's family and all the mothers and grandmothers except that one she's she's the warrior champion she's she's old as hell but she seems she's i'm just saying she's that many greats yikes um but knowing bunnies she's probably not that old yeah it's probably only been she's only like 20 yeah right uh they just age really quick so um she she's very spry because she's hopping around she's she's on something and i kind of want it whatever she's got call her up man call her Uh, up but she's she's very call Nine years. Dang. Bunnies live nine no. years. Now let me look at her. Is she a hand? No. No, she's, she's a rabbit. Not. No. <laughs> I'm saying is she a live hand puppet? She's not though. So um, she's got she's got like this. Her house is full of like, like I, she's making a potion. It's a sleep. It's, she says it's a sleeping potion and a hopping potion, so you can hop out of bed while you're still asleep. I don't know what that helps. I could use it some morning, though. Well, that's true. But, I mean, what are you going to do if you're still asleep? It doesn't make you... So you're just hopping Hope still? the wall you... isn't in the way. That's true. But, so she's got a bunch of, like, ingredients, potions. So you, can I hop to I think... work. you can hop to it. Oh, okay. She might be a witch. I think she's a witch. I don't know. Also, she's wearing glasses and holding glasses. Is she that blind? Holy crap. Poor grandmother. Oh my god. Dude, but she hops like nobody's business. She's on something. 
she's been she's been getting into those fermented crab apples i think so fermented crab apples you mean uh pickled parsnips (laughs) that's what's in those pickled parsnips oh my god it's cocaine oh no (laughs) that's why being buddy's voice sounds like that is nasal no no oh no uh please keep this in (laughs) um so they hop off and um (laughs) they they accidentally bean is not the brightest of the bunch not the brightest bun in the bunch so um he drinks the potion so then off screen off screen so they didn't have to make a mechanism that's true but you can tell that he does because he's very sleepy he kind of starts like nodding off and you know lugs he's like hey so um while he's kind of starting to doze grant very uh athletically fit grandma starts hopping away twitch and lugsy go hop away and bean is kind of going off he's not even going in the same direction as them yeah but this is where the trouble happens yeah guess who shows up the snail that's true, but not quite. Now let's introduce my favorite character of the entire special, the snail. The snail, played Woo! by David Rudman. He's also pretty nasally, too. He is. This is a very... So they've all got their allergies. They, yeah, springtime's not the best for them. Yeah, maybe the farmer's not actually allergic to rabbits. He's just got really bad spring allergies. And we see the dog again. He finds just bean at this point so because bean kind of goes off to the other way and so it's time for the second encounter between bean and the dog and we get this fantastic villain song sung by the dog called bunny my favorite out of the whole thing he doesn't see him right away but he's getting ready for it because he wants to prove to the farmer that like he's he's the best and he he thinks that you know, maybe if he does this, he'll give him a name because he doesn't have a yeah. name. The farmer didn't name him because he doesn't care. That's a good, that is a good motivation for a villain. Mm-hmm. I want a name. And this is another great use of alternating between marionette and hand puppet. Like, mm-hmm. it looks so, like, you rewatch Emmett Otter and you can tell when, it, you can tell when it's a marionette. It's, it's mm-hmm. definitely He's like hopping around. Primitive. And, like... and sometimes they're walking above the ground. Oh, but, Yeah. They're but floating. with this dog, it's really well done. Like mm-hmm. it is, it is executed perfectly. I also think um, he he Jim probably had a mechanism in his um, by his hand to make the uh, ears pop up because yeah. his ears kind of always do that. So in the song, he does that a few times. And it's really yeah. cute. Um, but he, it's a very expressive dog, and that's what I love. The about. dog actually sings a full song, <laughs> and uh, and then as bean is distracted by butterflies butterflies and you know he's just kind of you know whatever he, he just takes a, a little nap so bean falls asleep um in like a little patch of like hay or something yeah he's he's definitely um not on the path no that he, he needs to be on so we go back uh they it, it shows back to um uh where bunny world is wherever they hang out i guess the main central area like where um bunny, where bunny rock bunny rock let's call it bunny rock so for the sake of the podcast we're gonna refer to it as bunny rock because their house is in like a little it's like under a tree and like they have like it, i mean they they yeah. de- this is like fraggle rock but buddies um so 
great 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 grandmother like i said very spry very athletic she beats twitch and lugsy they were racing she beats them you see grandma's legs like she's got like these little like stockings so it's like yes it's socks it's so funny when they give muppets legs yes oh my god striped socks dude these are beaker socks those are probably so beakers these are beakers legs maybe they recycled his legs and they used it for this oh my gosh hey you know what use what you got so um she gets there she beats him um and then they're like oh wait where's bean like they realize he's not there bean starts to wake up but the dog's asleep so he sees the dog and he kind of starts running again the dog just says snort (laughs) i love it so much um doesn't see bean right away but he sees a scarf so he knows he's there we come up to the next part, which is like the like the reason for the bunny picnic. The storyteller comes and he's on like a like he's got like a caravan. Like he's riding in. Yeah. And All what's, of his what's the wares. song called? All of his wares. Um, what's the song? What's the song called? It's called the story show. But like the main line they use is the word "follow me," and I'm thinking, oh no, not more Fraggle. Fraggle Rock, yeah, right. Um, so uh, honestly, it's probably called Follow Me, but they just didn't want to confuse people on the the Muppet. Yeah, it's a cute song, though. It is, it is. It's very like catchy, bouncy. All of these songs are very cute. There's not a single song in this that I don't like, right? Um, so once he, you know, kind of parks his wagon, settles down, settles down, parks his wagon, um. Again, another shot of just a ton of bunnies. Like I, I, I love seeing pictures of all the puppeteers like just crouched together, just like so many. Yeah. I mean, because you know they double handed, like for sure. Yeah. So the mayor is the one that kicks off the whole thing because there always has to be a mayor. There always has to be a mayor, bunny mayor. He's got a name. I think. Mayor Bunny Part. Bunny Part. Oh, like like Bonaparte, maybe. maybe? His name. His name is a reference to the French Emperor Napoleon Bonaparte. Yep. Um, yeah, so Mayor Mayor Bunny Part, uh, played by Mike Quinn. So so he kicks it off, and the storyteller is this year's story is Fox and the Hedgehog. So Tales and Sonic. So this is what I don't like. <gasps> this is the part that I told you the other day. I said there's a part in here that scares me, and I still don't like it. It makes me uncomfy. <laughs> the hedgehog! No. The hedgehog has teeth. I don't like it. Where? The hedgehog, I'm pretty sure, has teeth. I'm looking. I don't see no teeth on that. It's the fox and the hedgehog. Oh, my God. That's scary as hell. I have noticed that since I was three years old, and I have never liked it. (laughs) No, I I will give you that one. That one is unsettling. So so the whole message of the story, though, um, is... He's if like, you're bigger than someone else, you can get them to do whatever you want. Exactly. And what they say, <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, maybe not. Manipulation but, is easy. <laughs> apparently. Um, he says, uh, those who hurt others hurt themselves, which is a very, it's very true. Yes. Don't be, be nice to each other, people. This is something that needs to be like normal. Like, and it should be, it should have always yeah. been, but especially now and especially like, just like our world right now like being kind is literally the 
the best best thing. thing you could do yeah be kind to others i have it i literally have a tattoo that says be kind to others my dad used to say it to me every day when he'd go off to when i would go off to school and he'd drop me off and Aww. uh i have it in his handwriting so it's definitely really important and i think that is also definitely a part of the story i mean Lux is a jerk to his brother and the farmer hates the dog and you know and they're only gonna get it get it kicked back and you know get it kicked back in their face yeah. So that's the story. Now, the storyteller, does he come just for one story and that's it? Does he leave? <laughs> he travels for eight hours just to tell one story. Maybe he tells Maybe he tells it over and over again. It's a repeating thing. Maybe. So if some of the bunnies couldn't make it to the 3.30 show, they yeah. got the 5.30. <laughs> We've got the um, matinee show. You didn't for... come to the matinee? You can come to the 5.30. You know, that's when we'll be serving the bunny picnic pie. Um, so, and also, where does he live? <laughs> Why isn't he with the... He lives in his car. <laughs> well, why isn't he with the... Homeless bunny. Oh, man. He was banished, actually. Oh, maybe. So... And the whole time this story is being told, Bean is freaking out, being like, oh, no, the dog is going to hear us. He's going to find us. And we'll, the well, dog you know, the dog ruins, finds them. The dog ruins everything. He comes in, but it's funny because, like, the camera, they have bunnies running up to the camera and looking like they're screaming. And it's just funny because they're looking mm -hmm. straight in the camera, the dog, the bunnies are scattering everywhere, the dog is running around, he's ruining the picnic, so maybe the storyteller didn't have enough time. Really cool shots of them running away. And they're all, like, oh, yeah. going in, like, the, the bramble bushes or whatever, and he's barking them. How did he not catch any of them? I don't get that. Um, he doesn't even know what his he, he thinks his ears are his knees, dude. Um, <laughs> this dog don't know shit. Yeah, that's oh. true. Um, and then this is where this is where Dad is like way calmer than before, but also he's like mm -hmm. basically like like passing out. He's like having a panic. He's like having a full on panic attack. Um, and then he's having a Vietnam flashback. So even Mayor Bunny, Mayor Bunny part, he's even like the picnic's canceled. Like we're done. Like, they're already, like, in panic mode, and he's like, this is canceled, goodbye. So now that the dog has ruined the bunny picnic, what better time to go to our commercial break so you can just sit there and wonder what will the bunnies do? We'll be right back after these messages. Hello, everyone. Joshua Gillespie doing a terrible David Bowie impression here, and I have an exciting announcement for you. Muppet History is partnering with Geek Grind Coffee to help promote their upcoming line of coffees, teas, and mugs based on Jim Henson's labyrinth. Geek Grind Coffee is a small family coffee company who grows, roasts, and ships their own coffees, and everything is sourced from 100% women-owned farms in the mountains of Colombia. And if you see anything else that piques your interest by using the code MUPPET at checkout, you'll save 20% on your order. That's code M-U-P-P-E-T at checkout to save 20%. Don't turn back on this great offer, dear listeners. I move the beans for no one. Funding for the Muppet History Podcast is made possible by the amazing people who support our Patreon. By joining, you'll get project updates, early access to things we're working on, as well as bloopers and even monthly exclusive episodes of the Muppet History Podcast and Q&As. We have even more planned for the future, so join now and be part of Muppet History. Thank you to everyone who keeps us going, and now back to the show. And we're back. Are the bunnies going to survive? Let's find out. Yay! Probably not. Oh, sorry. I ruined it. <laughs> now we see all the kids are in bed. Yeah. Um. So I guess the dog just left. 
I, I don't know. I, I'm a little confused by that. Um, and then they sing her this cute little sweet song. Bunny go high bun- and go low. Oh my god. I'm just watching her. Oh, I'm tearing up again. Good lord. Honestly, this song has a very Fraggle Rock vibe to yeah. it. Um, and they're wondering... Will we ever have the bunny picnic again? And uh, they said no, no one ever said that, you know, being a bunny was easy. And the dad he goes he says good night my little bun rams little butt rams but don't no <laughs> so they say good night and um you know bean's still kind of freaking out he realizes that he's basically going to take the story of the fox and the hedgehog yeah. and he's just gonna he's just gonna make it their own so they're gonna use that story so he was paying attention they start running to all the other bunnies houses and uh, they're like asleep. I don't know how they're getting into these bunnies' houses. I guess no one has locks in that neighborhood. But uh, <laughs> they're running in. They're going to uh, Babbles and Bulbous, who's like eating in the middle of the night. And uh, he's just yeah. grabbing everybody. And he's like, this is my plan. So uh, we see the dog back at the farm. And he didn't get any bunnies. No. What? No bunnies. After all that, I think it would be a little weird if, um, yeah, that would be a little had. morbid. Um, be a little uh, terrifying. He's like, I'm still gonna get it. Like, you know, he's. I like to think of this as a dream of his. He's his dream is. I I can't think of any other like way to put it besides like this is his dream to just catch a bunny. This is his goal. Okay, that's a better word than dream. Um, I want to kill. <laughs> but he's like, uh, he's like, I'm gonna catch those bunny if my name's not whatever it is. Yeah. So you know, it keeps bring. You know, he keeps bringing up that he just no. Doesn't he give name. himself a, a name at some point, like a fake name? Um, not fake name, but he's like my name Rover. So then we go to um the bunnies again, and they have been working like all night, and it's actually really cool that um they were actually like listening to bean he's i mean i'm sure he's probably feeling great about himself oh yeah um so what they're gonna do is basically make this giant bunny costume um they're gonna be the giant hedgehog they're gonna be the giant bunny so all these bunnies are gonna climb into this bunny they they built this big bunny sack they're all they're sewing they're getting this thing ready putting it together but now lugsy's like he takes over he assumes control. He takes over. Yeah. So, you know, Bean's like, what if I do this? And he's like, go. Just go over there. <laughs> he says you're too little to glue. To be fair, like, he, Bean Bunny looks like the kind of person who would eat glue. And then we see the one bunny starts eating fabric, which <laughs> I think is funny. So, um, again, Lugsy just keeps saying, like, you're too... He literally says, you are too little to do anything. So that would that would set me off right there. And, oh, and yeah. Bean, he, Bean and, is finally fed up. He's like, I'm done. It's time to call him out. So uh, Twitch comes out and she says somebody has to go get the sleeping potion from Granny's. And Bean is like, oh, I'll do it. And then Babbles is like, well, oh, my gosh, how heroic, how brave, how, you know. Babble. So, uh, yeah. So <laughs> Babble. Just I love that. So then Lugsy's like, no, I'm going to do it because he, of course, wants to take over. He's like, I'm going to be the hero. He's like, that does it. So they kind of get in a fight yeah, about it. They 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 have a what would be considered a typical just a sibling little fight. brother, big brother, just drag out yelling at each They're other. They're getting so loud that the dog says, I can hear you. 
so the dog is right right outside the dog is right outside the bush um and everybody starts shaking and quaking and this the suit's like not done yet no um but this is where we have another free bunny tree bunny with a scarf he's wearing a scarf it's so creepy (laughs) it's amazing again it's just a tree it's a whole ass tree with just a bean bunny face you know what it reminds me of do you remember the tree from rainforest cafe (laughs) with the late with like the lady face in the tree that's what this is that's what they should replace it with just do a muppet layout overlay of rainforest cafe but it's bean bunny everywhere it's just bunny picnic cafe the bean forest cafe the bean forest cafe so so after another nightmare yeah nightmare fuel and he's just like look at me like i'm bigger than you i'm better better pine and he's (laughs) and he says he's like i'm a giant tree but then lugsy you're not a giant anything i'm gonna go oh and he said he straight up says like those three words that you know you don't really ever want to say to your family, I hate you. I hate you. He's like, I hate you. I and hate it's, you. I it's hate you. Re- you feel it. You I hate you. It. And we've all done this. We've we all done this. Oh my we God. Have. The amount of time. But you know, and in the moment. Especially when you're you're his age. Oh yeah, for sure. And he squishes his little face and he just gets all mad. I think Steve such, does such a good job with him. He does. Uh, One of the bunnies runs out of the uh the patch they're just trying to mess with the dog and i i think so lugsy can kind of just like get out of there to go to grandma so they're trying to distract him and so bebop bebop out of here bebop do whoa and he kicks he kicks the dog he kicks the dog the dog flips over and it looks awesome there's a lot of great shots in this um dogs down for the count tko'd i guess i'll go ahead and say this but this, I guess, climax just it drags. It really does. Like it kind of kills the the pacing of this whole mm-hmm. special. I feel like there should have been a song in the middle of all this. Actually, Lugsy at this point is gone. Um, they're waiting for him to come back with the potion, and Twitch gives Bean a job, and you can tell he's like super excited because she's like, "You're gonna go up in the tree, and you're gonna watch for him, and you're gonna give us a thump." And he's like, "Okay, I got this. Like, I can do this." And he's ready for a job. Like, the, it like. Like, this is, like, the job of a lifetime for him. Um, And so Lugsy comes back and he sees him. He's got the potion. But, you know, he's like, Bean, you got to be quiet. Because he's like, oh, you're back. So Bean just kind of ruins it because he's yelling. And then the dog, you know, obviously hears him, turns around. So he gets Lugsy. And this is where the dog finally comes up with his name, which is Rover. He snatches that boy up. He snatches him up. Before getting yeeted in the face with some sleeping potion. So Babel is, you know, she babbling. she's babbling on. But she also was like, well, I never thought Lugsy was good enough for the job anyway. I think it should be Bean because he's nice and little. So being little comes in handy. So in this in this uh, Voltron Megazord of bunnies, uh, we got Bean on top. Bean on top and all the other bunnies on the bottom. And they're just struggling they are this does not look comfortable and bean is now having to overcome his anxieties and he is the voice of the giant bunny and this is where my favorite line of the whole special comes in and where he goes oh what are you i am the giant bunny oh no not the giant bunny uh what's the giant bunny 
this giant bunny. Oh no, not this giant bunny. <laughs> so like, God, I don't know. I feel like if anybody else did this character, but Jim, like it just makes it mm-hmm. better. I don't know why. Jim it's was just so, so good with the goofy, silly characters, like the chef and Link Hogthrob. And you Ugh. love hearing that too, because like you're yes. used to him doing Kermit and he's more. So anytime like you have like a Kermit screaming moment, it's the best because you know how yes. mild mannered that Jim was. So yes. this, like, this is very fun to see. Um, so the giant bunny eventually convinces him to let Lugsy go out of his sack, and he runs <sighs> away. And um, he finally, he kind of brings up his, uh, the fox and the hedgehog, and he's like, you know why I'm not going to hurt you? Because those who hurt others hurt themselves. Unfortunately, just as things seem to be looking good for our bunnies, uh, Bean has a bit of a panic attack when the dog mentions the farmer and his stew and everything literally just topples Their plan is shattered. Their plan is shattered. And the dog is now planning to put Bean in the farmer's sack. And this is where Lugsy finally turns over a new leaf. Thank God. And he, him and Twitch run over and start pulling on the dog's sack to keep it away from him. <laughs> Um, I, for some reason, just think it's funny that they're just kind of not conversing, but they're just talking like, let it go. No, (laughs) no, I don't know. I just think it's cute. They let go of the sack. Yep. So they let go of the sack and, you know, dog flips back. Um, and he's like scared. Like he's, he's not ready because the farmer's like behind the bushes. Yeah. The farmer shows up. And this is where Bean discovers, oh, this dog is just doing what the farmer tells him to do. He's not really a bad dog. He's just... Yeah, exactly. So they try to save him. And so Bean comes up with a brilliant plan to help the dog break free from this toxic relationship. That's a good way to put it. And what comes next is honestly one of the prettiest songs in any Muppet special. Like it, if anything in this special is going to bring tears to my eyes, it's this song. And I don't know if it's just because it's a choir singing it. And that's something that always, when the Muppets do like a mm-hmm. whole chorus of character singing, that's always like, oh man, or what? It's or, like chills. Exactly. Again, it sounds like a Fraggle Rock song, mm-hmm. but it sounds like, the best like top tier fraggle rock song Mm -hmm. oh of course so the song is basically about you know like stand up for yourself and have courage and um you know but uh yeah these these bunnies come together and they're you got the storyteller there the mayor's there and they're all singing and they're raising their fists and they're like hey that the first bunny that starts singing with bean is lugsy he's the first one to join in with him that's like the perfect mm-hmm. conflict resolution without being overt about it, without him being like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's a, that's a, it's a more mature way of handling it. So all these bunnies come together. When all these bunnies are here and they're singing, he's sneezing like a banshee. Sneeze, sneeze, sneeze. Yeah, like how – I'm honestly surprised he didn't go into like a coma. Oh, my gosh. He just, he just dies. Oh, and at this point, I think this is funny. The farmer sneezes so much his pants fall down. <laughs> Which is always fun. Oh, of course. It's always funny when someone's pants fall down. And then he falls down and it's just, you know. <laughs> so 
the beautiful chorus of bunnies, the farmer's pants fall down, and the day is saved thanks to the bean buff girl. <laughs> uh bean is like i have another idea because the dog is like sad now like he's alone you know he's you know not- yeah he's he's homeless again and Lugsy's like he's like stand back everybody my brother has an idea like he's he's all for him like he's like now Lugsy is bean's biggest hype man oh my god yeah so bean says why don't you be our friend stay with stay with us yeah and the dog is so like into this idea. He's like, yeah, you know what? But then he realizes he's like, I still don't really have a name. So Bebop gives him, you know, of course, in his little little scatting matter, uh, he calls him D Doc did no D Bop. Okay, wait, it's D Bop did diddly dog bop. There we go. D Dop did diddly dog bop. That's Mister D Dop did diddly dog bop to you. Uh, so we are at the end of our story but big reveal we finally get to see who this narrator has been but who is it josh elderly bean bunny it's elderly bean bunny he is a senior he has arthritis he's got that carpal tunnel (laughs) he has hemorrhoids and who else do we get to see in this shot elderly d-dop diddly dog bop and so it is made clear that this has probably been in like seven years. Like seven, eight <laughs> yeah, years, seven, I think. Well, bunny, Bunny's lived to be about nine. So yeah. Bean's already, you know, going to the grave. So yeah, they're they're both they're both elderly to get they grew old together. So they they became Oh, that's relationship goal. They stayed friends and and so now Bean is telling the story to these this new generation of kids. And then the very last shot, you see um, all the bunnies hopping around. Their bunny picnic is back on. And the dog... It comes full circle. Full circle. The, they're, they're celebrating and for some reason chopping wood. What a cute ending. <laughs> what a cute ending. Do we have time to go to the bathroom before the end of this podcast? You can't, you old fool. We're bolted to the seats. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And so we have come to the end of the tale of the bunny picnic. What would you say is your overall opinion of this special? I love it. I think this is a great one to break out around springtime. Um, I mean, like I said, this was a favorite as a kid. I still love it as an adult. Um, The my I guess really my only big gripe is uh, the climax goes like way too long. Like they just kind of drag out like, you know, the whole, you know, Lugsy being caught and just the dog. I don't know, just the whole sleeping potion. I would say maybe around like maybe like 35 minute mark, I would say around there. That's when it kind of is like this, um, you know, getting a little bored. So. I mean, I have a hard time paying attention around that part anyway until the very end. So, um, but other than that, I think it's great. I recommend it. Um, take take a watch. What do you think, Josh? I pretty much agree completely with you. I, I this special is just so darn cute. I love the characters. I love the dog. It's one of it's it's a great Jim Henson character. Bean Bunny is fun. It's it's funny because people. When they think of Bean Bunny, they think of mm-hmm. Good King Winces Lost Look Down on the Feet of Feed. Oh, yeah. That's all they think about when they think Bean Bunny, or they or they think he was created for Muppet Vision, I've seen some people say. But it's like, no, he he's from his own thing. He was like, the star of his own show. And 
it's really fun. Like you said, it's a great thing to watch during springtime or uh, around Easter. Um, it's just very sweet, though. Like you said, it does drag. Like, man, it's it's like once once they're coming up with the idea for the giant bunny, that could have definitely been chopped down a bit. I get that they wanted to con- to show the conflict between Bean and Lugsy, but mm-hmm. it just it it kind Drag. of just comes to a halt. And the thing is, though, once they get the giant bunny costume, it picks up again, and it's going just fine. And yeah, it, they could have cut out again. at least like a good eight minutes. I would say, yeah. I mean, it's still good. It's, it's not still you good. Know. Like it doesn't make it a bad special by any means, right? So, in 1994, The Tale of the Bunny Picnic was released on home video through the Jim Henson Video um, branding, which was with, partnered with Disney. And it's got a cute cover. The back cover is the uh, promotional photo. And then it was re-released in 1998 under the Jim Henson Home Entertainment. And then that's it. It has never been released on DVD, Laserdisc, Betamax. Streaming. It, nothing. It was just VHS, two VHS releases, and that was it. It would be nice to see, um, because Henson is putting their stuff out through Apple, right? Or is that just Fraggle? Well, this is, well, Disney owns this. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. So Disney Plus. This would have been perfect to put on Disney Plus either Easter weekend or this weekend or next. (sighs) It just, it's so frustrating because like they're putting out now all these old Star Wars things that who knows, maybe we fall into that same boat where it's like, oh, we're, we're the only ones clamoring for this old Muppet stuff, but it would just be so fun to introduce kids to, and even adults to these old productions. Sure. You can find them on YouTube, but they're not in the greatest quality. And it's just, Mm -hmm. uh, these productions deserve the recognition. That's something we really want to focus on with this podcast is being able to highlight these things that, have just kind of vanished from public knowledge. But when they're brought up again, it's like unlocking a memory that you had forgotten that you had forgotten. And Mm -hmm. so I would love to see this on Disney plus or even just a DVD release. It doesn't have to have a bunch of bonus features or anything. I just would love to have this in a format where I don't have to worry about it deteriorating at some point. And in a in a quality that shows off just how beautiful and vibrant and full of character literally this special mm-hmm. is yeah oh i need a breath after that <laughs> you're very passionate about it well hopefully in the future they uh they will give us these because you know they gave us the muppet show and uh i mean i guess it's what the people want i mean i i'm not going to hold my breath but let's just try and be optimistic like jim was Jim Jim was very optimistic. Maybe they'll see how excited and happy people were about the Muppet show and realize there is still an interest in this property. And yeah, very much so. Who knows what the future may bring, but until then 
Thank you for listening to this second episode of the Muppet History Podcast. I'm Joshua Gillespie. You can find me at History Muppet on Twitter or Muppet History on Instagram and Facebook. If you enjoyed it, please like, rate, comment, subscribe, share it, whatever you do on this platform you're listening to it on. Um, and if they want to follow you, Madison, where can they follow uh, you? On Twitter, I am at Steely Dam with three N's at the end. And then uh, Instagram, I am at Hall and Oatmeal. We want to give a shout out to Dave Gold. So sorry we didn't have enough time for you. As always, thank you for listening. And we'll see you all next time on the Muppet History Podcast. Honey, 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 hi. <laughs>